Okay, good afternoon everyone. Um, it's really good to see you all. Um, thank you uh, Jim and uh, for leading us and for Eve as well reading God's word to us. Um, if you're a little bit younger, uh, we've produced an activity sheet. Um, has everyone got one that wants one this afternoon? Or would anybody like one? There is actually a prize or some prizes of chocolate afterwards for anybody that completes this. <laughs> so please, please come and see me at the end. And um, it just will hopefully help you follow a little bit of what we're doing um, this afternoon as we look at God's word. So as Jim already has said, uh, we're going to be looking at the Psalms over the month of August. And it was really lovely because we got to choose which Psalm we'd like to speak on. And Psalm 103, um, I actually pipped Bill, who's speaking next week. He wanted to speak on this as well, but I got in there first. Um, this is my favourite Psalm. And um, it just is full of so many good things and it really encourage us as we walk with God. So the Psalms um, are bring all these up. Um, we're actually the ancient um, uh, uh, people of Israel's songbook and still Jewish people today use the book of Psalms as being their main source of worship and so whenever Jesus broke um, uh, bread and actually uh, did the Last Supper it says they sang a psalm before they went out to the Garden of Gethsemane. So this was, this was their songbook, this was their worship thing. So for some of us, we'll recognise some of these things. For other younger people, they won't. Um, so for some of us, from a certain era, Songs of, of Praise was the book that we used to use. Uh, for some other people, it was Songs of Fellowship. For a little bit older, it, it isn't the correct cover of this, but there's a redemptional hymnal, um, which was around a little bit before then. And then for, for people today, I suppose what we're, we're looking at here is almost like a, a worship playlist and um, would be the thing that would be equivalent. But this is the, the means by which God's people together actually praised and worshipped God and in the same way as we've been using the songs that we've been singing this afternoon. But as well as that, this, this song was something that was personal to David. So King David um, was the person that wrote this psalm. And so a lot of things that we're going to read in the psalm are expressions of um, his own personal walk with God, his own, his own personal relationship with God. And so we start with this opening verse, and it is, Praise the Lord my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. And what we're actually seeing here is David talking to himself. Okay, a bit weird that. But this is not an isolated thing. This, um, this concept that we actually read about here is actually repeated quite often in the Psalms and particularly was quite often repeated by David, encouraging himself to actually come and meet with the living God, to stir up within him um, a, that desire to come and to meet and to praise the Lord. Um, what um, this actually tells us is that we have the ability as we reflect on and think about what God has done as we meditate upon his truths in our lives to actually change our hearts and our minds around towards God. And so one of the things that is at the very beginning of the psalm is that um, while as we've been celebrating today, as we've broken bread together, 
through what Jesus has done for us on the cross, as we have come to him, as we have come into relationship with him, we have access into God's presence. And not only that, but God has come and dwelt in our hearts by his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has come into our lives. And that's reality. That's the reality we have now, is that we can come and we can be with God, we can actually rest with God and walk with God every day of our lives. But in the real world, what sometimes happens is we stray away from God. There's things that get in the way. There's things that actually take us away from that place where we're moving in the Spirit's flow, where we're actually listening to Him and walking with Him. And what David is going to unpack a little bit for us, and hopefully this is not going to deconstruct it, hopefully this is not going to be like a really wonderful meal that I'm going to pull apart into the components, but he begins to talk to himself and remind himself of those things that actually result in praise and worship flowing from his life. And hopefully for us this afternoon, these will be things that help us to actually move forward with God and be in that place where we are walking with him, where we're moving and dwelling with the Spirit each day of our lives. We're reminded in the New Testament, Jesus says these words, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So this afternoon, we need the Lord. We need the Lord's Spirit in our lives in order for us to actually do any good thing, in order for us to be fruitful, to actually see the transformation and change within our own lives and within the lives of others. We need to learn and to live out practicing dwelling in God's presence of actually walking in step with his Holy Spirit. It says in Galatians 5, 25, these words, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Okay, so that's the thing that we're going to be doing this afternoon is we're going to be speaking to ourselves and we're going to be saying this is what um, we need to do is we need to stir ourselves up to actually worship the living God and how great he is. So as Jim already has said a couple of times, it's really helpful. And um, the next thing that David says is to actually encourage um, himself and encourage us not to forget all his benefits. Okay? We are forgetful people. Um, very often we um, forget the good things that God has done in our lives, particularly whenever we face really difficult times. And what... David was saying is, we need to remember what God has done for us. And that's what we're going to, to think about um, today. Um, we should not be an Insta generation. Um, so for those who don't know, one of the features of Instagram is that the stuff on there actually doesn't last forever. It goes off after a certain amount of time. I don't even know, do, do, how, how long does it last for? So 24 hours. Okay, so you've got 24 hours and it's gone. And what, what God wants to say to us this afternoon is he doesn't want us to be an instant generation where we remember just for 24 hours what he's done in our lives but this is something that we want to practice and to actually look at what he's done for us and obviously um, what Jesus called us to do in what we've just done in, in breaking bread together he said we were to do this to remember what he's done in our lives to remember how he died for us and how he brought us into relationship with himself as we break bread together but um, David goes on to say the next thing, um, which is he forgives all our sins. And um, there's stuff 
in our lives that get in the way of us having a relationship with him. We've been thinking a little bit about that today as well as we have confessed our sins, as we have been reminded by Jim how through what Jesus done for us on the cross that he's opened up the way that we might be able to have relationship with God. And sometimes we need to reflect back and for some of us that may be quite a short time ago that we came to faith, that we came into that place where we suddenly discovered the grace of God in our lives. For some others of us, it's actually decades ago. And we need to think back sometimes to what were we like before God intervened in our lives. And also the sort of state that we're in, and obviously as we read through the New Testament particularly, we, we read things like we were dead in our sins, we were enemies of God, we were strangers, we were far away from God. But we praise him that through what Jesus has done for us, that he has brought us into a place where we can access a um, relationship with him, where we can be forgiven, where we can be healed, where we can actually live the life that he's called us into. But the reality for us is, and I'm sorry if this disillusions anyone, even for those of us who've been Christians for many, many years, we still fall, we still sin, we still make mistakes, we still say and do things that we shouldn't do, we still don't do and don't say things that we should do, we still have attitudes in our hearts that are not right with God. But what we know, and as we've recognized again today, is that as we confess our sins, as we come daily before him and recognize what we have done, that we can receive his forgiveness, that we can have that sin and the power of that sin broken in our lives as we come and as we fess up to what we've done wrong and as we repent of that and turn our lives back with the help of the Holy Spirit to live for him, that he can actually break the power of cancel sin. He also heals our diseases. And again, it's really great if you've had experience of this in your life, that you can rejoice and say, thank you, Lord, for that time that you healed me, that you came in and intervened in my life, for that time that you give me the strength to come through. He also rescues us out of the pit. So um, these are some of the pits that David had to face, okay? And not all of them, there's more than this. This is pretty tough. Um, so as a young fellow, he had to look after his dad's sheep. And he says that he had to fight off a bear and he had to fight off a lamb. Or sorry, not a lamb, a bear and a lion. Get my L's out. Um, and then as, a, as a, a teenager, he had to face this guy, Goliath, um, who was a champion warrior and who was a really big guy. And he wasn't a big guy. And God rescued him in that situation as well. And it's, I picked this up on the internet. It, it tickled me, this one. But he also had a bust up with his father-in-law, King Saul. And for years, King Saul tried to kill David and he had to live as an outlaw and he had to live on the run. And there's lots of other stuff that happened in David's life where he was able to say, in that situation, God came in and God rescued me. He redeems our lives from the pit. And for each of us here, if we have lived um, any sort of length of time walking with God, there will be situations that we have been in which have felt like the pits, where it has been really hard and where it's been really tough, and where God has come in and God has lifted us up and God has carried us through those times 
and God has rescued us from those situations. And we need to remember those things and we need to say thank you for those things. So in Philippians, we read these words, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So for us this afternoon, as we remember what God has done for us, that builds our faith. That reminds us of the same God who we're following today, who did that six months ago, a year ago, 10 years ago, is still the God that we walk with, the God that we um, live for, and he can do the same thing in our lives today. And as we rejoice in that, as we give thanks for that, that can open up the way for his peace to flow into our lives, for him to be able to deal with what is going on within our, our current situations. But God is not just there for the difficult times. He wants to bless our lives with good things. And it says so that he satisfies our desires with good things, so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. And um, that sense of soaring with God, that sense of just experiencing his blessing and the good things that he wants to bring into our lives. And we're reminded that what God wants for us, and in these familiar words from Romans 12 too, what God wants for us is good, pleasing, and perfect. God wants the absolute best for us, not just sort of okay stuff. He wants the absolute best for us. And so we need to rejoice and give thanks to him whenever these things are actually happening within our lives. So we also need to remind ourselves, and David needed to remind himself of who God is and so we're going to, to think a little bit about that. He is a God who cares for the oppressed. Um, it, it talks about um, in the psalm how he works justice and righteousness for the oppressed. So God is on the side of those people who are at the sharp end in our world. Those people who are being trafficked. Those people who are... Um, poor, those people who are destitute, God is on their side. Our God cares about those people and our God loves them. It talks about how he made himself known to Moses. Our God is not a remote God that doesn't want to have anything to do with us. He wants to speak into each one of our lives. He wants to have relationship with us. He wants to communicate with us what he is, is saying and what his desires are. He's given his, us his word he has put his Holy Spirit in our lives so that we can hear from him, that we can hear his promises, that we can hear what he is calling us to do, that we can hear what he's calling us to avoid. He makes himself known to us. He, he shows us who he is. He is, thank the Lord, he is a gracious and a compassionate God. He doesn't give up on us. He is also slow to anger and he is abounding in love. And aren't we glad about that? Because we make so many mistakes, we mess up so often. But our God is a God who is slow to anger and who is abounding in love. And he is a God, and he says here, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. This is... Um, you know what I mean? Um, this is a 
David expressing that he cannot measure, he cannot fathom how great God's love is for him. We read about that. Paul talks about that in Romans as well, about how, um, uh, how we cannot even begin to measure how much God loves us. And this afternoon we need to take out on board that God loves you, that God loves me. And he loves me not just with a very tiny little, okay, I'll tolerate this guy, but he loves us and he is committed to us. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. So he has dealt with our sin. He has removed our sin from us completely. It's gone. It's forgiven. It's forgotten. The enemy may come and accuse us, but it has been dealt with. The Lord Jesus, because what he has done for us, he has taken it away. He has dealt with that. It is forgiven. It is forgotten. It is gone. Our God is a good, compassionate Heavenly Father. So whenever we come into relationship with him, whenever we respond to his spirit, we come to know him, not only are we forgiven, not only are we washed clean and do we have access to come and meet with him, but he also adopts us as his children, as his sons and his daughters. We are precious in his sight and he loves us and he cares for us. God is for us. He is not against us. He wants to do good for us. Again, the enemy lies. So for us today, as young people, as older people, the enemy says, by following Jesus, you're going to miss out on stuff. It's not going to be as much fun. Life is going to be so much better if you didn't have to do things the way God wants you to do things. But Jesus reminds us that the enemy, the thief, the liar, comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. But he has come that we might have life and have it to the full. So what he says to us is that as we look at this, our Heavenly Father who loves us, who cares for us, we can trust him completely. We can trust him to do what he tells us to do, that he will follow through, that he will bless our lives, that he will do good to us, and that he will give us a life that is much better than anything else that we could ever have experienced. For those of us who have walked this road for a number of years, we can look back and we say, can say, praise the Lord, if I look back to what I would have been if Jesus hadn't come and rescued me, compared to where he's put me today. And we can see that, we can see the truth of this, that what God wants for us is the absolute best. And he wants to lead us into his best and into his good. He knows what we're like. <laughs> God isn't deluded. God knows what we're like. And there's a pretty unsympathetic picture that he paints here. He says we're like dust. He remembers that we're dust. He remembers we're like grass in the field. And I don't know what your garden's like, but ours is looking pretty rubbery at the moment. The grass is looking pretty dead. Um, and he says wind blows over it, it's gone. Nobody misses blades of grass. It comes back again. It's, it's gone. It's, it's remembered no more. He knows that. But his love is still there for us. He still, even though he is the great God, he is the one way above us. We're, we're, we're insignificant compared to him. He loves us. And his love is not dependent on our performance. It's not dependent upon how beautiful we are. It isn't dependent on how, how much we can do for him. 
It is actually he loves us because he loves us because he loves us. He loves us. It says in 2 Corinthians 4, 6 and 7, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We're all pretty ordinary. We're all pretty um, sort of clay jars. But the amazing thing is that God has put his treasure within us. And not only his treasure, but he has given us and called us to come and to partner with him. So that picture that we had up there of the dad with a little baby, okay, that's part of it. But actually, we're, we're actually not, we're a little bit older than that. We're, God's calling us to come and to work with him, to partner with him in doing what he wants us to do. And I don't know what anybody else is like, but sometimes, particularly if you've got young kids, sometimes it's much easier to do the job yourself. But that isn't, that isn't good for a relationship and it's not good for someone learning and growing. Um, and God chooses to take us, um, sort of grass and dust as we are, and use us to display his power, to display his glory, to bring his kingdom into the lives of people around us as we trust him, as we walk with him, as we move on with him. His love does not run out. It is from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him. It's not going to come to an end. God is incomparable. I stole this slide from Adrian. I hope he doesn't mind. Um, but as we thought about um, worship, as we thought about who God is, he is sovereign. He is the creator of the heavens and of the earth. Um, even as 21st century clever people as we think we are, we can't even begin to get our head around the cosmos and what there is out there and our God is the one that created all of that our God is the one that sustains all of that our God is the one who is over all of that but yet he loves us yet he cares for us yet he wants to work with us so this afternoon thankfully it's and um, this is it's finished but let us speak to ourselves this afternoon let us remind ourselves and give thanks for all that the Lord has done for us in rescuing us, in forgiving us, in blessing our lives with good things, of loving us with a love that cannot even be measured. So let us, along with all creation, praise him. Okay, let's pray and then we're going to sing. Dear Lord, we just thank you this afternoon for your amazing grace. We thank you, Lord, that we are completely unworthy of your love. We are completely unworthy of your rescue and of your forgiveness. But we thank you, Lord, that you have rescued us, that you have forgiven us, that you have made us your sons and your daughters, and that you call us, Lord, to live every day walking with you that you've put your Holy Spirit in our lives, that we can walk in step with your Spirit day by day. And we just pray, help us, Lord, to day by day to dwell in your presence, day by day to serve you, to partner with you in what you've called us to do in seeing your new creation come, to see your kingdom um, 
Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. So, Lord, we just commit ourselves to you now in your name. Amen.